You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Howdy, strangers, and welcome to Ferris. I'm your host, your smiling DM, Hank Hayden, here to bring you the continuing tale of our heroes, such as they are. It's a tale of true terror and true adventure. This is True Crit. All right, everybody, welcome back to True Crit. This is Hank Hayden, your smiling DM. Tonight, I'm joined by Daniel. Schultz Salazar, the bard. Jim. Uh, Cash, the tiefling gunslinger. And our illustrious producer, Mason. Mehen, the platinum dragonborn. This is True Crit, and last time on D&D, our intrepid heroes fought a nightmarish creature in a nightmarish world. They attempted to scale a cliff to reach the cave filled with pink flame, but found it was scraped smooth by some ancient tool work. One by one, they were put to sleep by encroaching mists and woke up in the real world, in reality. Are you saying we weren't in the real world before? I would never say that out loud, <laughs> because I'm your DM and you have to figure my shit out. Yes, sir. Uh, Kit Nabbit, the halfling scoundrel, parted ways with the company to investigate the strange night visitor, the lizard woman who threw everyone into a magic slumber, then scampered into the Sea of Dunes. Uh, the rest of the party followed the river west toward the town of Riverbed. Along the journey, they stumbled upon the ruins of Brick Point, a haunted place that was cursed by the native Durthans for its greed and destroyed by a rain of boulders. While poking around, the party was visited by Ralphagor, the imp, Hell and Cash yeah. was summoned to his own trial and execution after literally shooting the messenger. Best <laughs> <laughs> uh, moment. Mehen caught an eavesdropper skulking around behind the ruined storehouse and put the fear of the dragonborn into him. Literally. And now Barrows the Gravedigger has agreed to share... I think it more came out of him than yeah. it went into it. <laughs> yeah, true. Now Barrows the Gravedigger has agreed to share the business he is about, and the party follows him into the ruins of Brick Point. Yes, please. Oh, boy. So Barrows kind of pushes the door open, and you guys can see there's some uh, afternoon sunlight filtering down into the... Uh, it's filtering down through the holes in the <laughs> ceiling. It looks like these huge, there's huge boulders on the floor of this storehouse. Look at that boulder. That and is a nice boulder. <laughs> you see there are skeletons, like, just Wait. splintered and fractured and, and cracked in half. And, like, skeletal hands reaching out from underneath boulders. And nobody bothered to take the bodies out? No, they, they hated everyone in here. Correct. They cursed that, everyone. That's messed up. Barrows looks at you and he goes, "Ugh, oh, but it's a cursed place, my swarthy bastard friend. It's uh, nobody would whoa, whoa, dare whoa, touch whoa, the whoa. things." What you mean by bastard? I have a uh -oh. mother and a father. Oh, but you've got two of the fathers, though, don't you? See, I know a little bit more about your kind than the average uh, the average grave digger might, my friend. I have a mother and a father, and we'll leave it at that. 
And I do a little thaumaturgy to make my eyes glow, my fangs grow, and my horns uh, grow Blow. a little bit. And he just kind of he just kind of cringes and goes, right? Well, it's this way. <laughs> Barrows, what were you doing in here specifically? He says, now, don't judge me for this. It's too late. But I don't. You will shit your I pants don't in front of me. Make a, a whole lot of coin as a grave digger. Riverbed's kind of a prospering place, and there's well, people dying every day. But it's obvious you left all these bodies here. But I'm not the I'm not the coffin maker, so I don't make the coin off of that. I dig the holes and I put the folks in them. That's that's about it. Uh, so most of my trade is of the more uh, shady Scavenging. variety. Scavenging, yeah, for lack of a better term, of course. Scavenging. We all do what we can to get by, and so uh, I'm here, and uh, I've got a job, looking around in these ruins for. Uh, couple of things and he jostles his bag and you, you got it you got a job like someone sent you out here to do this says, oh hey when you when you know the right people and they know you and they know what you're capable of you could get quite a few interesting jobs out here in the death and he winks at you well who uh, employed you to come out here he says that that is between myself and my employer but i will cut you in if you're willing to do me a solid. Um, I'm going to cast the cantrip known as Friends, which gives Ooh. me advantage on uh, charisma checks I make with interaction towards them for the next minute. Very good. Um, I'm going to say, look, I can see you're very talented in this in this business that you're partaking in, and and we ourselves... And he looks at you and says, well, uh, I'm... Far be it from me to call you a bad judge of character. Oh, thank you, thank you. And uh, and I mean, we out here are also in the business of finding things out. And I'm I'm sure your your friends away from here wouldn't mind if you if you spilled the beans a little bit. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah, it's it's a matter of confidentiality and professional courtesy, you know. I got that. Well, well, we can be your. You can roll persuasion. Yes. Would you like me to roll that now? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. It is advantage, right? I want to make sure I got this right. Hold on. Gotta look up the spell. Okay, rolling persuasion with advantage. That's a one. Ah, <laughs> so it's a good thing I did that. <laughs> oh, that's much better. Uh, 21. So Barrows looks at you, and he says, uh, but I suppose that uh, professional courtesy has room to bend a bit. I, would ag- I agree with you. I tell you what. You help me with this job. I'll introduce you to my employer. I'll make sure that uh, you folks end up with some friends in Riverbed if you ever decide to stop on by. We could too. We're, we're heading there right now. Oh, oh are you? You didn't say? A surprise. Well, no, you... This look- one said you ain't never heard of the place. Oh. And then we winked at each other. You remember that, right? Oh, y'all were trying to fleece me. Come on, come on. Well, you were trying to fleece so right the around this, first. Right around Anyways. this boulder, and he points, and you see a big fucking hole in the ground. Whoa. <laughs> like, deep hole or just yeah, wide hole? Yeah, it's deep and dark. So, what's the deal? Well, I've been out here a few times. Is Allura with us, by the way? No. She refused to sell Oh, that's right. She doesn't like it in here. She She would prefer to keep a wide berth, but she definitely would not go with you In. inside. She knows what happened here. She told you the story that the 
proprietors uh, decided that they would expand their plans for extracting the clay of the riverbed and the, the native Durthans, who are the lizard folk and the Sev, uh, who are uh, humans, uh, and a lot of Uranathi, who are halflings, they sort of collectively put a hex on these proprietors of this establishment and it led to a reign of boulders that obviously crushed the employees that were inside and assuming assumedly the proprietors as well uh but he says i've I've been out here a few times always looking around always uh finding new things every time i come out here but the most lucrative things I found down in that hole. Was the hole already here? Aye. When you found it? Wow. Okay. And I didn't make it. It was here when I found it. Does it look like a uh, like it was carved out with tools, or like is it unusually neat and tidy? He says, oh, no, look, I don't know any tools that could do that, do you? And you see there are all of these just scratch marks, the tiny, like, claw marks. It looks like this thing was dug out by... Something animals, a thing, beasties of some kind, little creepy crawlers. And he says, uh, I have a mind to go down there every so often, but the last time I went, I saw this great hideous beastie, a nasty, vicious thingy. With I'm big, nasty going with no great desire to come face to face with it Let in, me stop in, my, in my current stature and state, you know. So unless I, you know, grow horns you're myself or, or scales or, to, or anything you know. that I could uh, <laughs> give a anything that I could use to leverage against this Baros. scary thingy, I've no desire to go down in the hole myself. Say friend. Hi. Let me stop you right there. Let, let allow me to infer. You want us to go down there and get rid of the beastie. Aye, that I do. And uh, why would we want to do that? You see, the last time I was here that this beastie was not, I stumbled upon a coffer. I went home to get my tools to extract it. And he sort of pings the blade of his shovel that he's Mm. got strapped across his back. And he says, I brought the tools back, but... This thing had come home. So I say to myself, uh, fine, I can wait. And now this is a sign. Look at you, three strapping gentlemen here to help me in my time of need. And Schultz looks at his arm and he's like, I'm not, I don't know about strapping. And, and the we lady, can, we've got a lady with us as well. well she doesn't want to come in here. Oh, she's she she's superstitious as the rest of them. And it's, it's all right. I don't blame her. Uh, but I wouldn't be getting very far if I decided to be as superstitious as the rest of my kin. So, here we are. I'm willing to cut you all in even shares, so long as I can extract the coffer without the fear of that hideous beastie. Oh, tell me everything you know about him. Hideous beastie. Oh, it's a great vicious thingy, slimy, with a body like a grub. It can leap huge. He's got huge tracks of land. (laughs) He... He's sleeping down there in the hole. I think he comes out at night. But I've seen quite a few of these bodies go missing. I think he might be chewing up the bones or something. But the one time I seen it, I seen these 
crushing jaws and I seen his big slimy body and all his teeny tiny legs. That's a very things huge. Centipede. I haven't seen tiny. a carrion crawler since like 1981. Uh-oh. The things as big as a shack, I tell you. So, DM, being that I, uh, in my history, was a monster hunter. Yes. And I have done a lot of hunting of monsters. Oh, really? Uh, From his description, from his description, from his description of this monster, would I be able to figure out what it might be? Roll me a nature with advantage. Ooh. Yes, please. That is a 20. Very nice. Not natural. Ooh, that's nice. (laughs) Carrion crawlers have the tentacly things at the front, so maybe not. I don't remember what they look like. So you would know from his description that this sounds like some breed of crawler. Carrion crawlers, night crawlers. Uh, Ooh, night crawler, the superhero, is in the the hole down there? Yeah, no. Night monkey. Uh, (laughs) Night monkey. You would know of several different breeds of monster that this fits. Carrion crawlers and night crawlers and shade crawlers. And this definitely sounds like a, a crawler. It lives down in a deep hole. It's nocturnal. It comes out and it eats dead, dead organic matter. It, it can survive on rot and mold and fungus and uh, corpses. And usually haunts places where... A mass of people have died. Well, it's not like that happened around here or anything. Dead people? I don't think so. Do I know how best to dispatch of a crawler? Uh, Kill it. You fucking kill it to death. That's that's about it. That's right. I don't want to meta it, but like... You can you get a, can you get a sense got, from like how dangerous it is? Yeah, how, how dangerous? On a scale of like one-eighth to <laughs> like 30... <laughs> Three level two characters maybe a, can do on a scale of hit dice from one to fifty. How many hit dice <laughs> yeah, do we think? Yeah, it there is? you go. And, and, and then the, the further on the, the second part of that question, what the armor class from <laughs> zero on, to on, twenty? If you were to say how how hard it is to hit this thing, um, you would know that that uh, what's the fact though? They've got decent sight in the dark, but that they rely mostly on smell. Oh, and great. That, this guy who just shit himself is going yeah, down there you after. Guys are, <laughs> you guys are fairly smelly, uh, and so that might be something to take into consideration. Really you would know that it can climb, uh, that it can uh, you know, crawl yeah. on. It's called a crawler because it can crawl on any surface. It can you you know, crawl on the ceiling and things. You have freshen. I don't. Oh. I, uh, I look to my what comrades. You? I, have, I, have, and I, I have friends uh, and vicious mockery. That's about all I've got. That could be helpful. The bardic inspiration is also helpful. That's true. still have. No, That's I was just telling him he as needs as to learn freshen, so we don't. Uh, yeah. Nope. Sorry. Mine are all I, interpersonal. Uh, I look to my 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 compadres here, and I'm like, "Hello, compadre." I uh, I can't lie to you. The uh, the call to action to kill a monster does uh, get me riled up. I could uh, use with a little knocking off the rust, if you will. I mean, after we almost got our ass kicked by a giant skeleton horse dragon thing? That may have been a dream. That That's true. That I was... did almost die, but then when I woke up, I felt fine. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was all just a dream. And the rounds I fired didn't actually fire. I was thinking about you. Thinking about me. Thinking about uh, us <laughs> and what we're going to be. But then I opened my eyes and it was so, only just it was a dream. A dream. Is, is so, that a uh, reference to some millennial song I'm not aware of? Correct. Thank there, you. Yes. I uh, I your say oldest you, showing, Jim. It is. I I say, uh, do you guys want to you want to do this? 
I'm game. Schultz kind of looks at his everything, and he's like, "I obviously I can't take this by myself, but I can. I'll be here. You I can give you, you a can hand. Help. I can give you a hand. You'll help. I'll give you a hand. Cash? No, why not? Uh, I can think of several. Will, no, I'm just kidding. I will. I'll say uh, we could die. Yes, but <laughs> I'll turn to Barrows and I'm like, Barrows. I, technically, I've only got, got a week to live, deal. anyways. <laughs> we'll help you. Well, I thought you rejected However, that. However, I want you to do something somebody for me. After me. All right, name. I want you to not fucking move. What do you mean? I've I got mean, to come down there I mean, with you to I mean, dig out the don't coffin. move right now, and I'm gonna go outside. And see where. Oh, don't Laura, worry. We'll keep an eye. I'm on gonna it. see where Alora is. She's oh, you want to see if she's in on she's this? Standing on the other side of the river from the ruins. I call to and her, and she's kind of like she's kind of like squat down, but scouting. Uh, she's like leaning on a on a rock. I I go over to her and I'm like, we're uh we're gonna fight a a big creepy crawly in a in a basement of this scary building. Is that exactly how you say it? <laughs> Laura looks at you and she says, "If I had a copper penny for every time somebody told me that." You'd have a copper penny. I'd have I'd two have, copper I'd pennies. I'd have eight copper pennies. <laughs> not a lot, Which but it's not, not a lot. But it's are not you, are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? It's not even a silver piece. Staying and waiting, or would you like to go ahead? She says, "You know what? I'm gonna go on ahead." I understand. And she points to the riverbed, and she she says that you just follow that, and you'll reach the town. <coughs> but yeah. she says uh, she's no desire. She's she's hung around this. Haunted place yeah. as long as she wants to. I I understand, and I uh I'll, I I give her a token of my goodwill, and I say I will see you in town. What's the token? What's the token? Uh, I give her a piece of just a piece your skin, <laughs> a piece of my skin. <laughs> Gee, and she goes, Thank oh. you. dude, that's metal. Get it? Because so, platinum's a metal. So metal. Oh, it's so metal. Uh, I'll give her some gold, I guess. I'll give her. Some this look gold. doesn't translate well on a podcast. No, no, it does not. I'll give her like Jim, a gold Jim is not piece. amused by my I'm antics. Like, Thank you for accompanying us, and I will see you in the town. She looks at it, and she says, "Friends don't have to pay each other to help out." And she flicks it back oh, to you. Oh, we're friends now. She says, "I'll see you around, man." Safe travels. Allura. Give give my best to the boys. I will, and okay. I go back in. She just starts walking. It's fair. I, I go back in and I, uh, I. How close is Barrows to the hole? Are you gonna show Barrows him is first? Standing, <laughs> Barrows is standing. Barrows is standing. Kind of like in. looking uh, into it. He's totally bent over and yeah. he's like, "Oh, so the last time I was here, uh, this this little wee scratchy well, mark, he well, was not here." Well, and he stop. reaches out and he points to it and he's kind of like precariously bound. <laughs> I, I, while he's doing that, I look to my, I oh look my to God. Cash and, and Schultz, and I'm like, do you mind if I... Mm, yeah, we, we I, both I, do I, the same I, hand I, sh- I shrug my shoulders and, and make the be my guest gesture. And I, I go... If you're going to make a strength check, feel free to use my inspiration with go, it. this is dragon country, and I kick him in. And he just boot, boot. Ooh. He just, like, does, but, but, oh, a, you know, does a front flip. Let me rent right con. I'm like, hey, Barrows. I... And I, then I go, this is Dragon Country. And I just 
And he goes, oh, no, it's not Dragon Country. You're Boot. in the de- boot. Uh, he, <laughs> Did he we does a front flip? See how deep this hole was? Nope. Don't nope. You take, nope. <laughs> don't you take like a D6 for every <laughs> 10 feet? What, uh, do you mind if I ask what your alignment is, Mace? He's a, he's a paladin. Did you just, what if you kill I'm this guy? I'm a revenge paladin. What if he breaks his neck? Fair enough. Well, well you know. Oh, oh, so that's revenge robbing. for taking a dump in his he pants is, in front of you. He yeah. is grave robbing, to be fair. Which is True. kind of... Cool. It's only Borderline. kind of not cool. There's a spectrum of not cool, and he's that's on the true. kind of it's not like kind of super end of it. Bad, but it's like it's it's enough that he can. It's the, that's just kind of creepy. Him. Yes, he deserves the boot into the hole. I don't hole. respect him for what he does. Anyways, so Mahen, you firmly uh, and surely uh, just boot him into the hole, and Barrows does a front flip and just free falls for about ten feet, <laughs> and you see him just crumple like a sack of potatoes on uh, the ground. that's not good. And he just goes I would have laughed of, if he did oh, a, a three-point oh, superhero yeah. landing. Superhero <laughs> <laughs> landing. Yeah. Those are you dirty long shank bastard. <laughs> you done kick me into the hole. And then I jump in. And you jump down. Do you land on top of him? No. How big around is the hole? The hole is about ten feet wide. Okay. It is a, a large burrow. And uh, when you Burn. jump down into it, make me an athletics check. I'm good at that. I'll I laugh say. if you twist your ankle. <laughs> I guess an 11. All right, so you are going to take some falling damage from this. Classic. You take three falling damage. You land, but you feel it hard in your shins, like when you, you know, jump off the swing at a park when you were young and you yes. would land too hard on your yeah. feet. And you're like, ah! Uh, and so you you crunch down next to him, and he like sees you falling down the hole, and he goes, "Oh, you bastard!" and like flips over so that you don't land on him. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, my back! I think it's broken. I don't know if I can move." Or You'll be fine, Barrows. Walk it off. And uh, you take a look around. Go ahead and roll perception. Eleven. So you look around, and. In the bottom of this hole, you can see bones strewn around the, the floor of this cave. You can see that it is all dug out, and it all has all these little crisscross hatch marks of tiny feet. And you see, coiled around a little stalagmite, a worm that is just this pale tan color, uh, slimy beige beastie with tentacles coming out of its face and these big crushing teeth. Uh, Its eyes are shut and it is not making any noise or any movement. So is this this hole? Is it perfectly vertical? Is it slanted? Yeah, I was about to ask. Is there any way to descend safely? The the hole looks like it just punches through, and there's no there's no ramp to walk down the the burrow. There's a little bit of a lip, but not much. So it looks like this thing must have tunneled down into a, a natural <laughs> cave, and then widened it out on the inside. Okay. Do you guys want to jump down into? Uh, I see no reason not to. All right. So that's uh, yes. Go ahead and give me an athletics or an acrobatics, whichever is better for you. Acrobatics. There you go. There we go. 
Uh, <laughs> that's a six. Yeah, you're going to take. Can yeah. I help? Can I Maybe catch me help? as I come down? You could, yeah, you could assist him. And when you assist somebody else, they get to roll with advantage. I so go assist ahead. You. All right. So you're like. <laughs> I rolled one higher. So that's a seven now. <laughs> no, so, nice. so Mahen, you, you reach out your arms. You're like, go, oh, I'll catch you. And, and I kind of uh, stumble a bit as I'm coming down. So you do. And completely the he kind of half catches you. Uh, you take one damage. Oh, good. What? That's. that's <laughs> Hey, you landed. He That's just where? catches you wrong, and yeah. it kind of wins you a little bit. Yeah. Then you... Like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Since I'm thinking ahead as to how we're going to get out of the hole when we're done, He's gonna I'm going to take some oh, rope yeah. and tie it to something solid up, up top and come down via rope. Yeah, there's a bunch of boulders around here, and they've got, you know, crushed skeletons under them, but you could loop the rope around and drop it down. Something sturdy that's going to weigh more than... One yep. of us will. I'd okay, assume dad. a boulder would, would fit that description. Correct. There we if go. I had to pick one. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and do your uh, athletics or acrobatics with advantage because you got the rope. Okay. Uh, I'll take the first one. It's a 20. There you go. So you managed to repel yourself down into the cave, it's, and now there is a rope leading back up out It's the, the classic cave. trope. You and I fell down really ungracefully, and then he just sort of shimmies down the rope and lands on the ground. It, it, it stands to next to the two of you who are kind of like favoring oh, one oh, ankle. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we have that that moment where the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme plays, right. and he just repels very gracefully <laughs> down yes. from the ceiling. Through the light that is... Yeah, exactly. Through the light filtering in through the hole... Uh, you guys can see that this worm is wrapped around a stalagmite, and it's just slimy. It's glistening and uh, just gross-looking. All of its legs are <coughs> splayed out to the sides, and uh, its tentacles just squirm ever so slightly. How big is it, like, in diameter? It would probably be well, I mean, I made about a, five, six made, feet across. It made okay. a ten-foot hole, so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Barrows looks at you and he just says, oh, this thing's a, a dumb beastie. We just better dispatch it so that can we can I, get to the coffin. Can I still- and he points at the wall behind it. Yeah. And where its sleeping spot is, right behind it, there is this little corner of a gray stone box just sticking out of the thing. Sticking out of the, the wall of this cavern. So I, I haven't looked far into archery. If you take time to aim, is there any kind of bonus? There is a feat that allows you to do I something with feet. it, but yeah. we, we haven't got there. I haven't got that high level yet. Can I stealth? Do you get advantage when you stealth an attack? Right is now, it... it is not conscious, so I'll say that there's a surprise round right okay. now. That's right. But surprise. as soon as somebody acts, we are going to roll initiative and go. And is there any way to stealth around it to get to wherever this is? If you were really stealthy, you could go. It's almost brushing right up against where the coffer is at. And the coffer looks like it's buried in the wall. It's literally just the corner of it that's sticking out of the dirt. Oh, I'm going to just get up and start moving towards it. I'm close enough to just point blanket in in one of the eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. With, you know, with kind, your... of, kind of a cross shot across the eyes. Figure there's a brain in there somewhere, maybe. Hmm. Just shoot it in an eye. I won't. I won't stop you. Whispers Schultz, since I'm assuming we're trying to <gasps> trying not to wake uh, this thing up. That means you got to whisper. I. What are we doing this and doing ASMR podcast That's now? Right. I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna not not say no to this. I would like I would like to help you do this now. So everybody with headsets is like turning the volume up, going, "What are they saying?" This is this is the part where we put a screamer into the audio so that. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. No. Uh, well, how much damage do you do? Two uh, d six plus my bonus. And he's got three bullets left. Yeah, you should go first then with the surprise round. Okay. Because you do the most damage. Right. I know what um, you're thinking. Did he fire one round or two last episode? Uh, I'll two. be honest. It was two. I don't, was two. Quite, quite I don't, call quite, I don't quite recall myself. That's right. The you references are rolling in. All right. So you lucky do. punk. Well, do you? So um, the surprise is going to begin. Um, I want to see if I want to do anything. Just if either of us want to prepare anything before you start, now would be a good time to do it. Probably a good idea. I don't. I'm going to mime it. I'm just going to pull out my gun, pull the hammer back, and point to the thing's head. And Schultz nods. Gives him, gives you a thumbs up. Go ahead and roll a stealth as you walk over there. That is against dexterity. Yes. Nice. Uh, that's pretty good. That is a sixteen. Okay. Okay. All right. So you creep over toward this hulking beast. You've got your hammer cocked. Go ahead. Roll damage. Bang. Bang, bang. Plus Maxwell Silver. Oh, it's a gun. He's 21, and I like the Steve Martin version of that. 21. <laughs> to hit? Yes. You hit. All right. Don't let us down. Make it a good one. Let's see some sixes here that I can explode them out. Nope. Uh, 13. All right. So you <coughs> creep over to it, and you have got it, uh, your gun cocked, and when you lower it down, you just barely graze these little fine hairs on uh -oh. it that you hadn't seen before. And when you do that, its eyes shoot open. And I blow one of them out. It like squirms slightly and you shoot right behind its eye and just this blast of slime comes out of the back of its neck uh, and you have dealt your damage. Everybody roll initiative. Woohoo! I love me some oh combat. My. Hmm? How much 13. Fucking God. Wow, you are not doing Yucky. well, my friend. That is a natural one. Again. Again. You've been retired, pink guy. Uh, I, I got nine. I got ten. Number nine. Number nine. He's my number two man. Number we call nine. him number, number two. two. <laughs> and what did you get, man? Natural one. Plus. Plus one. Plus okay. Two. The wrong with there. I thought you had no initiative bonus. No, I was I like, well, that sucks. It's not for no reason that I write meh on your it's initiative. Combat, uh, you gotta pump those rookies, those rookie numbers up. Now, we're gonna start at the top of the round. Is it a surprise with cash. round? No surprise round over. Oh, cash go. Okay. Uh, step back, fire again. Okay. That's all I can do. I thought. Well, never mind. So Here apparently the, we have initiative me. over the critter. I should I shouldn't be rules lawyering over here. Very bad form of you. Me. You can rules lawyer. The way that it works most of the time is that when combat begins, we'll roll initiative, and then we will have everybody who got the surprise round act and ignore anybody who got. Oh, surprised. I thought all of us got the advantage of surprise, but it's 
just him because... But in this situation, since it wasn't awake yet, I didn't have you guys roll any kind of initiative. I okay. just gave him a free action. Okay. That's completely fine. Don't worry. Thank I you. promise you all the people that are listening to this at some point and they actually care, they'll be like, well, actually, the rule book, it says. And well, be like, and it'll what? be good because then we'll learn how we'll the learn. rules actually fucking I work mean, after. Technically, I didn't, I didn't quite do my, my friend spell right because, yeah, well. because Barrels was supposed to get... Hey, mad at us after I influenced this decision. And, and yeah, don't, pe- listeners, don't assume that I'm doing things wrong on purpose. Let me know on, you know, on Twitter, at Hank Hayden DM. Where he will promptly <laughs> ignore you DM. because it's his game. No, and I'm just then, kidding. Uh, go ahead and does does it sometimes does we will pull at True Crit Pod. Cash, an 18 does hit. Nice. I'd be surprised Let's if it didn't. Let's explode some dice. Let's explode some dice. a big boy. Oof. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, 10. 10 more damage to it. You fire another shot. It burrows down deep into its slimy body, and you see just this thin trail of ooze come out. Ew. That's gross. Oh, that's the thing, disgusting. The thing screams. It goes, Screech! But much louder than that. And uh, <laughs> Schultz. Use your imagination as he peeks his microphone of how loud this is. Schultz, it is your Shut turn. What do you want to do? You're about 15 feet away from this thing? That's just fine. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers. All right. Ooh. What does he do? Make a wisdom save, please. I He's like going to do that. Actually, what you need to do, Hank, is inform the listeners to turn their volume up all yeah. the way, make that noise, and then turn their volume down. Yes. That's right. You got a what? 18. Okay, he passes, which means he's going to take half of 3d6 and not do the extra thing, which the extra thing is why I cast this spell in the first place. That's all right. Uh, He takes seven psychic damage. Ooh, no. His psychicness hurts. Wait, just kidding. It's half half of that. It's half of seven. Half of seven. I forget. Do you round up or down? So we're going to round up. Up. Okay, so that's four. Four damage. Four psychic damage. So you I tried. I helped. Not as much as I would have liked. Oh, well. What does it sound like when you cast this distant whisper? Uh, well, I think only it can hear it, but basically it you whisper very scary things to it, and it wants to get away from you. And if it fails the wisdom save, then it tries I to run away from you. I have a huge can of raid. <laughs> now! <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's exactly see, what I say. You see this thing, its mandibles just... And its jaws go... It's got this big, crushing teeth on it. Nasty, it like big, Jabberwocky pointy teeth. Jabberwocky teeth. And uh, it hates being shot at, so it's going no, to attack you. Cash. Nobody likes it. I mean, Ralph was <laughs> oh, pretty good. cool As long about as it's it, not attacking me, I feel slightly better. So Ralph it was is the crawler's cool. turn, and the crawler is going to just uh, rear up and uncoil and dive toward Cash. Does it go all? It's going to use its tentacles that are around its mouth. They kind of flare out, and they lash out toward you on a 13. Oh my. Armor class 16. All right. Very nice. Uh, so nimbly dodge back. Yes, so you nimbly dodge, and then it uh, its tentacles kind of like flare away from its face, and it uses its entire body, and it surges forward with its mouth open, and you see rows of teeth lining its throat. And on a 17. That would hit. All right. So on a 17, you are going to take 12 piercing damage. Ouch. That's a big ouch. 
So it just lampreys onto your shoulder, and its head is the size of your whole body, and you feel it just crunch oh, down into your clavicle, and you it feel now. it kind of start to strain like it's gonna snap. Which shoulder? Oh. Uh, on your left shoulder. Good. You're right-handed. I'm right-handed. You're not ambidextrous. You no. are right-handed. I'm okay. right-handed. For the folks at home, I guessed that. I, that's, that was just a guess. <laughs> I myself am ambidextrous, but there you go. Cash oh, I didn't know that. Right -handed. I Show yes. off. Mahin, you see this crawler attached to your friend Cash. Ouch. What do you want to do? I am going to attack it. Go for it. That seems like the right thing to do. Just right? a smack attack? Just a good old smack a rooney. What is your weapon of choice? Have you used a have... attack yet? Well, fun story. <laughs> oh, great. Ooh, a so... story. <laughs> It's not really a story. Story time. Bitch. I have a I have a great sword that is broken in half. Ooh. So it's technically so that a long sword. So makes it a pretty good sword. Yeah. It's <laughs> an okay sword. It's an it's, okay sword. It's, it's halfway between great and not so great. So it's like, it's it's got a pointed end. Basically. But it's like a broken pointed. But end. it's a broken pointed end. That's actually really cool. There's a whole story behind it, but we'll get into that. Later. <gasps> Spoilers. Lore. Shh. We gotta call it Lisran, the sword that was broke. Oh, uh, yes. Sword yes. that broke it. Anyways, yes. I'm going to attack. <laughs> so I will move to engage. Go ahead. And Roll I'll, it. I'll swing at the big boy. Yeah. Don't roll a one, please. That's I didn't roll a one. Was it a two? <laughs> but I may have rolled a two. Oh, boy. Please tell me you have a lot of pluses. It, it appears my bad dice luck has been uh, passed on to no. Mason in this so game, I'm which, I'm, which I'm, I, I'm fine with. I'm the legend has passed. What'd you get total? Um, eight. Okay, that's better. That is a miss, though. Yeah. Oh, well, you tried. All right. So, Cash, you got this thing attached to you. What do you want to do? Oh, didn't Schultz go? Oh, Schultz. I, I already won. That's you're, right. You're at the top of the um, round. Yeah. Well, I got one more yeah, round. Back to the top I of got the round one more round in the pistol in my right hand, so I'm just going to put it up against this thing's head and pull the trigger. Go ahead. Oh, that's an easy Roll shot. It. Thanks. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Now I'm going to biff it. Oh, no. Actually, I still got a 23. Like that I is said. A hit. Easy shot. Guaranteed. Let's explode let's, some let's dice. blow his brains out, please. That's not too bad. Uh, 14. 14. Hold damages. So you hold this gun up and you just it's shaking as this thing is trying to chew on your clavicle and you just Do you say chew on this and shoot him? The No. Okay. Bullet does go like straight through the head where you believe the brain should be. Who and it it's sprays a in this huge spray. <laughs> you sever one of its uh antennae. And then it like screams and detaches from you. That works. Make the noise again, Hank. It goes scream. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to do it. You made the dog bark, and she's deaf. <laughs> they never expect the massive scream. Hey, Hank, you weren't supposed to make the noise, Hank. All right, so it rears back, it and it it looks like it's gonna curve around and try to. Uh, try to get away from Cash now. Uh, Schultz, what do you want to do? Uh, by curve around, that. is it trying to move deeper into the burrow? or like It's moving the toward the wall behind it. Okay. Um, well, I already cast Distant Whispers once. You see its little do tentacles it flaring no. out and its, it's little um, clickety-clackety I, th I throw out a question to Mahan the Monster Hunter and I say, Mahan, do you, are these things, do, are they any resistant to poisonous stuff? I have no idea, apparently. You have, you have no idea? 
Oh, uh, they don't. Okay, good. Um, oh, they don't. They don't. Good, good. Because, uh, screw it. I'll cast uh, Dissonant Whispers again. Make another wisdom save. Maybe we'll do better this time. That's not the song, is it? What? That's careless. Careless. Oh, careless, careless whisper. I got my whisper. That's my wham. Uh, I, yes, I, I cast, I cast careless whisper, and I make a uh, ah. seduction check. Never gonna cast Suddenly, again. a saxophone is heard in the distance. That's uh, that's actually my bard weapon. My uh, my rattle drum is a saxophone in disguise. All right, all right. What g- am I g- saving? Give now? me a wisdom save, wisdom brother. Save. That's gonna be a ten. Okay, it it fails. So. It Does takes, that ooh, good? that's good. Uh, it's going to take 12 psychic damage, and it has to immediately use its reaction to move its remaining speed uh, away from me, but not into dangerous territory, just How away. much? 10 damage, did uh, you say? How much did I say? 12. Did, 12 damage? 12 psychic. Did we notice if there were any other exits from this cave? I was going to ask, but I had a feeling it didn't. <laughs> yeah, the only one you see is that, that hole that you guys came down from, so it's going to use its movement to get away from you guys? Yes. All right, so you dissonant whisper into the mind of this carrion crawler, and you see it just scream, and it up the wall, and it is hanging from the ceiling and just writhing around in agony. And oh, what a feeling! It (laughs) and it uh, reaches the exit to the burrow, uh, but then the sunlight hits it, and it goes and averts its eyes from the light. And then it was you blinded see by the light. light. Yes. Oh, dear. Okay. Here we go. How many 80s song references can we fit? I don't know. Is that please, a challenge? 80s, please don't sue <laughs> please, us. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please, 80s, please sponsor us. We love the 80s. I was there. You guys see it avert its gaze from the light, and then it drops down from the ceiling and kind of flips itself over, uh, and Schultz... Is gonna come after you. Oh yeah, come so at me, bro. Why isn't Burroughs attacking this thing either? He's he's, he's still ass. on the ground, like clutching at his spine. He's uh, sure that his back is broken. It's because he landed on the shovel. He's oh ah, I got I landed on my shovel. I think I sat on my keys. Uh, this is the uh, this is. <laughs> Why'd you do it? He said, "I love to help you boys, but I've, I've sort of in having my own little the, war." Uh, and then, as it drops down from the ceiling, it lands on Burroughs' ah! leg, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he uh, and he just clutches his leg, and he like stands up and hops around in pain. And the carrion crawler dives toward you, Schultz. Come at me, bro! It's gonna hit. But come at me, bro! <laughs> its tentacles flare out and whip out towards you. On a 12. Oh, that's a hit. That's my armor class. Oh, I have, I have right. very shitty AC. So it oh, grabs you with these tentacles. First ring of protection goes to the bard. Yeah. That's right. If we ever find loot, we got we to gotta loot this bard up. All right. So that's going to be six poison damage. Oof. Oh. You got to make uh, me a... I'm immune to poison. You got to make me a con save. Is it to see if I'm poisoned or not? No. Okay. If it was, I'd say. How are you immune to poison? Good question. Con save? Oh, that's not good. Apparently that's Uh, part of the backstory. Six. Six. That's not good. All right. So you see the carrion crawler lunge towards you. Its tentacles are flaring, and they're dripping with this viscous green mucus. And it whips you with the tentacles, and they lacerate your skin. And it kind of hisses and burns. Uh, and you guys see this mucus coming off of the tentacles uh, and 
Cash and Mahen roll a perception check. 17. Uh, same here. All right. Very nice. So when the carrion crawler's tentacles lacerate uh, your arm, they break the skin and they just hiss and it, the wound steams a little bit. And then you both see Schultz's skin turn to scales and regrow and cover the wound entirely, then return to normal human skin. Schultz, you are immune to poison. That's correct. You take no damage from that attack. What'd you get on your constitution Uh, save? Six on my constitution save. All right. So the tentacle, even though your wound has healed, the tentacles do wrap themselves around you and pull you in, and he gets to automatically hit you with a bite. Okay. That bite sucks. We'll see. We'll see about that. All right, eight piercing damage as he pulls you <laughs> toward <laughs> him and just burrows its its big Oof. chompers in your. That's all right. I'm still up That's in your arm. Move. I'm still feeling all right. The struggle of being a bard, I remember it so. No, fun, I'm like. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And then it is Mahen's turn. Oh my gosh! Finally, I'm gonna attack this friggin' thing. Go ahead. Actually, hit it this time. Please. I would love to. <laughs> and you know what? I still have my bardic inspiration. Can you spend that on a? I think you can. I think you can spend it oh, on an attack roll. Oh, baby, so close. Let to me win. double check. Uh, I can use it on my attack to hit if I only do it before I. Before you know if you hit, right? And I will. And it's a D6, right? Yes, D6 right now. <laughs> Do you roll a one? Oh, I rolled, rolled a, a one, one on my d6. But oh, well. that means it's nine. So that means it's. Um, you got pretty good strength, so I'm not 15. worried. That's a hit. Good. I was going to say, I think I hit Very with good. a 13. I'm, I'm sure one of our listeners will let us know what yes. this thing's armor class is. Oh, yes. Actually, you hit on a 12. Then. I also like to soup yes. up monsters and then depower monsters, and eventually we'll be using minion rules where everything's only got one I health love minions. anyway. Minions are such a good, uh, so good mod. We're gonna we're gonna throw a lot of things at you guys. Cool. So I do nine slashing damage. Nine. 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 Damage. Describe nine. to us how you kill oh, this thing. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Oh wait. Oh, chop it off so the head is left attached to shells. Rides around and, and sprays so it everywhere. You and only you describe how you kill this. I'm so excited. this is what this is what Mahen does. He uh, and remember, gets, I'm, I'm grappled by this thing right I now. Know, where are you grappled, by the way? Uh, he's he's eating me, so I'm it's, like right on its face. Right? Yeah, he's got he's got Schultz's arm in his mouth and he's chewing on it. Chomp, 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 chomp. So here's what I do. I'm gonna jump on this thing's back, and I'm gonna take my sword. And I'm gonna take a nice big like golfer swing sort of thing. Oh boy! And just cut the head straight off, and then ride it as it dies. Heck yeah! Nice. That's metal. That's yeah. messy. Messy metal. There is time. a spray of viscous slime and green poison as this head just kind of detaches from. Schultz's body and hits the ground and you see the the cleave is clean through this just gelatinous goopy body you see its organs kind of slosh out there's no spine there's no bones in there at all but it's kind of like it's 
innards goop out and it steams and hisses and the whole thing kind of starts to deflate a little bit and uh, you have yep. a carrion crawler head there. Mm. Where's, uh, where's Barrows at this time? Barrows is standing there. Uh, he's totally fine, but as soon as you look at him, he goes, Oh, arm, my leg, my spine, my back, oh, my back. Uh, shall we? And he picks up his shovel and he trots over to where the uh, coffer uh, is sticking out of the wall. Lovely. That kind of makes me want to leave him down here. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame you, but like, we've got we've got some honor going. So uh, I'd like to take a um, a uh, trophy from this from this uh, crawler. Sure. Maybe a, a little leg or something. Yeah, it's got lots of these little legs. It's got fangs. It's got, it's got a bit tentacles. Of tentacles. It's yeah. got antennae. I'll take one of the antennae. Take All its right. whole eyeball. Just the whole So thing. you can just snap. They are rigid, so you can just yeah. snap, snap off it. one of I these antennae. I put it in my bag. There you go. Because as a true monster hunter, you just, you know. That's just, awesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you yeah, I mean, you play of, Monster Hunter, right? After spending 50 kill. minutes fighting the monster, uh, you, you, you skin its parts and take everything. Yes. That's right. All right, you do so. And so Barrows walks over, and he just begins shoveling, you know, bladefuls of dirt out of the cave wall. Trying right. to uncover this coffer. I walk over to him and I'm like, so what should we be finding in here? He says, well, that uh, that remains to be seen, I think. Whatever it is, it was buried down here when Brickpoint was still in operation. Oh, do you need heals? Cash? Um, let me do my second wind first. Okay. So, and not your first wind second, but your second wind first. <sighs> yes. Yes, okay. Thank Who you. was on first? Oh, uh, what's what? on? No, I don't know. I don't know. Just do your second one. Third base. Uh, actually, you... no, I'm okay because I'm now down only one hit point. Okay. Do you need heals? Um, I am down nine hit points, but I'm cool to just wait because okay. I think I... Of course, I don't want to jinx anything, but that was a pretty big encounter. <laughs> For us, and, yeah. And, and I'm not... Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm cocky and I'm feeling fine, so... Uh... Right. Well, let's uh, get this thing unburied then. And he starts to just shovel a little bit faster. And uh, once it gets about half uncovered, uh, he says, Right, boys, somebody come over here and give me a hand with this. I walk over. I don't, oh. I don't think I've got much in the... Uh, well, I guess so he says, I want, I, you to, I want you to grab it with your big scaly hands, long shanks, Ooh. and I want you to pull as hard as you can. I've got I've got a fair amount of bardic inspirations per Go day. Ahead, I could some, I could throw you another give one. Give me a little bardic so, okay, inspiration. Okay, so I, I start shaking my drum rattle and I do a short limerick style poem about there once was a dragonborn. I'm not good at improving poems. There, was, there once was a <laughs> dragon named Matt who tried to pull out a box. Yada yada, and uh, you get a d6. Cool. That was. I got a six. So Ooh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. That, not when I actually needed it, but whatever. Uh, athletics? For f- yes. Say? It's for flavor. True. Um, that's a lot. So 27? That is oh, ex- holy shit. That is exactly what I was hoping for. You grab this stone <laughs> coffer. It's not marked or anything, but it is old. It's it's probably, you know, has been buried down here f- for since a while. F- for the, you know, 
yeah. the decades uh, since Brickpoint was operational. And so you grab hold of it and you just wrench it back toward you and you end up snapping it in half. And oh. there's this <laughs> just lottery jackpot, like slot machine jackpot sound. Does it make a little like coins fall out of the broken thing and spill out onto the ground? And he's like, oh, oh, and like Schultz is still shaking the drum and he like stops. He grabs a bag out from the inside of his uh, duster and he starts to uh, scoop some coins into it. But he scoops, uh, he picks up, you see, it's a glass bottle, but the glass has been smoked, so it's not very clear in in the dark uh, what's actually inside it. Uh, But there's a bunch of them in here, and he just starts grabbing them and and shoving them in. Uh, I want to grab one of those bottles and see what's up with that. And he looks at you, and he's like, oh, be careful. You ever handled one of those before? I don't know what this is. And he says, you best give it to me, lad. Don't want you to hurt yourself. Didn't didn't you say we should all get an equal share of the loot down here? He says, I did, but I'm willing to leave everything else. You give me that. Why do you want these bottles so badly? He says, they are a dangerous commodity. They're not something that I want you to hurt yourselves with. Well, then I think it's prudent if we know what we're not handling so that we don't handle them in the future by accident. What is it specifically? He tells you, he says, look, and he takes the bottle from you, if you'll give it to him. Yes, yes. And he walks it over to the hole where the light is still pouring in. He holds it up to the light, and it looks like it's just a smoky glass bottle, uh, but inside it has these long... Rusty nails, and he says, "Looks like nothing, right?" Uh, it looks like nails. <laughs> well, watch this. <laughs> and he takes it and he jiggles it back and forth ever so slightly, and the nails jostle, and the entire thing fills with smoke. Hmm. So, is it a smoke bomb? He says, "This is a witch bottle." A witch bottle. He says, I'm, "I'm from the guild. Is that a thing we use?" Oh yeah. What is it? Essentially, a grenade. It is like biological warfare Molotov uh, cocktail. Okay. What is it doing down here? More importantly, what the fuck do you want with this? And he says, That's these, a good question. He says, these brick point bastards were into some dark magic. I found these. found all of these, and he jostles his bag again. Maybe don't jostle he it. Says, just show me a He jostle. says, I found <laughs> all of these just digging around up there where the corpses are. I didn't think that they'd have many more, but we just struck a, a vein of them, as it were. So I'll, uh, Are your, I'll were take your, those. Were your employers specifically looking for these? Do they have any idea they were here? My employers are interested in dark magics of so certain that's a yes. sorts. I'm sure they didn't know that we'd find so many witch bottles here, but uh, I, I can take it from you. Uh, I think I'm going to hold on to one. And he says, they're caught, but... Just be very careful with it. And then Schultz nods. He says, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a scholar. I'm very interested in this. This could be, this could be useful. Well, it's you one thing to, to look into all these dark places, but it's quite another thing when they look back. Oh, I've seen a lot that looks back at me. I can take this. Be very, be very careful, my friend. And he uh, hands you back your bottle. Cool. And then he goes back over to the pile and he... He digs through the, the pile of treasure, and he's, like, passing up... Co- like, he takes a handful of coins and shoves them in his pocket. But other than that, he sort of digs through it, sticks the bottles that he finds into the bag, and he says, right, well, I've no use for the rest of this. You can take it. And it, it looks like he has left a bunch of bottles, 
uh, they don't look like they're the smoky glass. They've got kind of, uh, you know, dirty glass, but... Uh, Which is far different from smoky glass, of course. Yeah, they're, but they're not black glass bottles. Oh, so right. he, he takes all the black glass bottles, shoves them in his bag, and he says, right, the rest is pickings for you lot. I appreciate the help. Hopefully we can work together again sometime. Schultz pulls out his... I'll, I'll go and get some gold. All right. Or Schultz pulls out his, his prose diary and begins scripting right. it again. So here's what the rest of the hall is. The rest of the hall Ooh, you hall. see in the in the coffer, there are uh, about 500 silver coins and 300 gold ones. Which means we each got 100 gold. Is everyone okay with that? Correct. And he he took a big old handful of the silver and shoved it in his pocket. Uh, so there's enough for each of you to have 150 of the silver as well. Okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, the bottles, there's uh, a couple of shattered bottles in there, but the other ones are clear glass once you kind of clean them off. You can see that they've got this just bright uh, orange liquid inside them. And the bottles Ooh, whiskey, are definitely. bottles are a little bit warm to the touch, which is strange. The rest of this hole is very cold, dank mm. hole. Uh, and then there is uh, a couple of at the bottom. There's a couple of brick molds that each of them says Brick Point. It's got the Brick Point logo on them, uh, and nestled in beside them at the bottom of this coffer uh, was a big old sledgehammer. Uh, with writing on the head of it. Oh, Ooh. so it's like a giant stamp? Like, yeah, or is it just there's writing on the no, head it, of it? It doesn't look like it's the Brick Point logo. It looks like it's uh, etched runes. Oh, maybe it's magic. Can you read magic, magic? runes? I can read in if it's oh, infernal. Just, I maybe can. it's magic. Okay. Duh. You it know. is written in infernal runes. Oh, <gasps> I will read it because it's dark magic. That's infernal. It's about as infernal as it gets. True. That's right. Uh, actually, I'll read it to myself before saying things out loud. Clatubarata. Yeah, no. And then the campaign took us hard left very turn, crazy turn, which yes. I've yet to recover. Uh, <laughs> so it just says uh, in Infernal Runes, it just says the word shatter. Hmm. Ooh. Anybody like to fight with a hammer? Well, I do not have the muscles for it, says Schultz as he waves his noodle arms. Apparently this uh, particular weapon has a name. Which it is? Shatter. Shatter. As opposed to Shatner, which means you have to swing in it's sort of abbreviated motions. Very stuttering I, sort of. I'm, I'm not familiar. Pauses. I roll to attack. <laughs> I, I'm not roll. familiar with I this. I got Shatner. a 12. <laughs> please don't sue us, Bill. Please. <laughs> Star Trek, please sponsor us. So, yeah, its name is Shatter, if anybody is uh, fond of fighting with hammers. I know. I'll take it. I was going to say, I, there's a big guy friend. who could I'll, hold I'll a hammer it. maybe if he wants to. I'll hold on Oh, to he it. can swing a hammer. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to it, and I'll, I'll take it. If I had a hammer, if you'll give it I'd to hammer me. in the morning. I'd hammer in the evening all over this I'd land. I'd hammer at supper time with a hammer on a malapropism. <laughs> <laughs> you can have hammer anytime. So all yours, John great Henry. Hammer. This is yes. Great. Hammer. This is well. It's a, a mall. war hammer. It's a mall. It's a mall. Okay. Mall. 
mall. And because it has dar- dark... Meh has a mall. Dark, dark mall. Yes, it has dark it's writing dark lines. Dark, with a dark, dark, dark mall, mall, so we cannot be sued now. Ah. Ha-ha. Take uh-huh. that, LucasArts. <laughs> Whoa, dude, you weren't supposed to call them out. I what mean, are you doing? Don't take you that. dare call them out. Take that... Uh, you know, people. Yeah, all we people need to do, do now is make a Harry Potter reference because J.K. has. You know. Dude, you, you said guys, his name. You guys, there's two big guys in suits and Mickey ears outside the window right now. Ah, we'll be fine. Tapping we'll, we'll, on the glass. Uh, I cast vicious mockery. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi is there, there anything special about this mall, or is it just? Well, it says shatter on it and in infernal ruins. I mean, other than that. So the sledgehammer says shatter in infernal runes on the head of it. It looks like it was etched with that. Uh, the head is just like a, a solid piece of iron, and it, its handle is lacquered black. It doesn't look like this thing has been used at all. It's pristine. Uh, it is a plus one magic mall. Oh. It's got the stats for a mall. Ooh, magic. Ooh, magic. Very nice. And it's nice. plus one, which means you're going to get plus one to your hit and wound. Barrows slings the bags back over his shoulder, and he monkeys up the uh, rope oh, he's he's that was dangling there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you win. Good job, Jim. He's like some kind of monkey man. And he uh, he just gets straight out of there like his, his hip's not bothering him at all. His back oh, is fine. What? I thought his back was broken. Wow, he, he recovered was, really fast. I'm proud of him. Uh, actually, as he's going up, I'm standing at the gosh. bottom of the rope because I don't trust him to Did, pull it up after himself. Right. Are you like holding on he to does, it? He does. He gets up to the top and you see him disappear for a second and then you hear a clunk as he sets his things down and then he looks down. He's like, well, you're coming up. I'll come up next. I'm scrambling up. Right. Well, if you're going up first, I'll come up back. Because I want to make sure he doesn't like untie it from the boulder right, either. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're the best person to watch after our... Uh, yeah, so you guys scramble up, and he... Uh, I would like to pay my respects <coughs> to the crawler. To the oh. crawler? Oh, oh very how, nice. how do you do that? You pee on it. You press F? That's not... That's I do, not in fact, press, press F. the metaphorical F. No. Uh, Can we get I'll an F in the chat? I'll just bow my head at it for a moment, and we're the adversary. And then I'll climb up the rope. Is that adversary spelled with an F? Okay, I'm done. Adversary. Anyway. Anyway. So you guys uh, make it back out of the hole, and Barrows has slung his two full bags of bottles over his shoulders, and he says, well, it was a pleasure working with you, and I hope we get the opportunity again. Uh, Did you say you're headed to Riverbed? We are. I believe we did say that. We are. Well, let's go. We can make it there by nightfall. Sounds like a plan, I suppose. Sure. Excellent. All right, let's go right now. All right, and, right uh, now. Tell me, is there, a, he heads out is there an armory in town? Uh, yeah, he. So as you guys leave yeah, the, figure ruins, we can make chit chat. He, yeah, he chit-chat. starts. Who does that? Asking you guys about uh, gentlemen, where you guys are from, and he starts talking about riverbed, and he likes to gush. He tells you the best place to go is the uh, the saloons. The saloons are are wonderful. There's a lot of like no name saloons and he's got friends that run their own little, you know, side businesses, speakeasies, things like that. Airbnb. I think we figured out his hobbies pretty fast. <laughs> the Airbnbs. But he tells you that the best place to go in town is the Noonshade Saloon cuz Lady Noonshade knows how to host a gentleman mm. and uh, oh my. I don't think Lady Noonshade would take kindly to me or me. I don't know. People Maybe are into not. some weird shit. 
Uh, speaking of weird he, things... He looks at you, Cash, and he says, now, now why would you say something like that? I'm a tiefling. And I'm a big black dragonborn. You're a big black something. He says, you know, what? Did you not Did you not get that I was a dragon? Did you not, did you not see the tail? Did you not pick that up? He says, I thought you were just some kind of lizard man with a growth problem that was out of control. See... He's not the only person who gets lizard people mixed up with dragon people. LGH. Give me a break. You got a L- problem with lizard that? growth hormones? <laughs> this is a, He's a I juicer. I mean, I have no problem with it, but I thought you all died. Apparently <sighs> not. He looks at you, and he says, "Well, Mahin, I've seen the tombs. I've been back home, you know." And I, uh, there's nothing left. I've only seen the plains of fire and the ash sea. There's some spires of mountains that fell off and became little islands, but that's the rest of my kin that are all left in Mordania. He says there's none new dragonborns left. I thought y'all died. That's what we wanted you to think. He says, well, it fucking worked, mate. <laughs> there are a few of us left. How many? I couldn't even say. Many might have died by now. It's been many years since I've seen fellow dragonborn. Well, how did you get here to the new world? I was brought here. Go on. <laughs> I was brought to dearth. By a gold dragon of the clan. I was told that we would be returning and making a comeback at some point. I don't know when that will be. But I do know this. The Empire will pay for what they did. Well, I've got no love for the Empire, but where's your dragon now? I don't know. I haven't seen any of the dragon that went through the reforging for many years. He says, well, that's heavy news that you give me, Mahen. I don't quite know what to do with it, if I'm honest. But thank you. It's good to know that not all the old folks from Mordania died in the fires. No, but... The ones that didn't deserve it did die. Aye, that's true. Let us continue on. So, uh, what sort of services are available in uh, this town we're headed to? What kind of services are you interested in? Well, he says that that depends a great deal on what you're interested in. uh, I'm out of ammunition. uh, I need bullets. Ah, you'll want to talk to Slim. Slim. Aye. I mean, they say a lot of things about Slim. I've heard about him. You don't, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Slim. Actually, it's Jim. It's Slim now. Didn't you, didn't you hear the song? That's not how it goes. Does it end with Jim or does it end with no, Slim? No, Slim is the one who's the real one supposed to stand up. Ah, oh, the real slim. Shady. Is he shady? Is a slim is a slim character a shady fellow? <laughs> uh, I call him out of a dandy, you know, but. That's uh, only in his off time. He uh, he runs the blacksmith in town. Uh, he's 
you know, none as good as a Mordanian would be, but he does what he can. I'm sure there's. You'll want to, to find, find him at the smithy. It's called Slim's Picks. Fair enough. All Most right. of the folks there in Riverbed are miners. They go up in the hills and they go off in the desert and they find enough things to yeah. sell dig, to dig, the dig, sled dig, runners. Dig, dig, dig we we heard firearms going off earlier, so I assume somebody has the capacity to make ammunition. Oh, aye. It's whether you got the materials and the coin for it. That's the only thing. I have the coin now. Correct. Ha ha ha. Well, let's head off then, shall we? Let's. Sure, I'm down for that. And while we walk, sure. I turn to Cash. Did you see <laughs> what I saw while we were fighting? Oh, with our friend Schultz and yes. his arm? Yes. And Schultz, Schultz? Is, Schultz is scribbling while he walks. Like, I, I do believe that you uh, are hiding something from us, my friend. You, hiding what? You seem to have the same skin condition our friend Meh has. What? What are you talking about? I've got regular... Talking about... Skin. The talk- scales. He means the scales. I saw it, too. What are you guys on about? You got scratched by the crawler. You can't uh-huh. grip the crawler. And you got... Mate. It hurt hit, like hell. And it sizzled, and then you healed. Oh, hey, we all saw it. Yeah, it hurt, and, then it, and then it started biting my arm off. You guys saw that, right? Yes, but I'm not worried about that part. I'm worried about the part where you just healed. It hit my arm. My arm hurts. Fair That's enough. All we say. all we all have secrets. And he is. He does have like a chunk of his arm is gone. He's like like putting pressure on it. So and it he's like he's making a concerted effort to, to cover. You're it. really pale right now. Yes. You've lost a lot of blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a concerted effort to conceal it. Um, Are you sure that you don't fair want enough. hands? By the way, uh, I mean I'm not I'm not hurting so bad because okay. I'm. I, ride, I ride the line of death a little bit when <laughs> I'm. Ask him when, and he goes, no, no, touch it, don't touch it. No, I mean, Schultz takes a moment to say, look, I, I'm, I'm sure you're very sympathetic about the fact that, that your my arm got hit. Your but, secrets are yours. But, well, I don't have any secrets, and he quickly explains, like, he he has the, the glove on his right hand, and I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but he, he's also wearing a hood most of the time. And he's pretty much, most of his skin is not exposed, except for he got scratched, and you could see it. And uh, he quickly explains, I, I, keep, I keep my skin unseen for my religious stuff and he kind of rolls his eyes and looks off to the side for a bit but he's like I oh, is I that what that is he's, he, he looks at he looks at Barrows and says Barrows is squinting what, as hard as he possibly what can are, what are you, looking up at him what are you implying Barrows friend Barrows is like a head shorter than you are what are you implying friend he says you don't have some kind of nasty skin condition oh no no oh. you're not contagious oh thank, thank goodness no I do not no it's just I, I believe strongly in covering most of myself so that when I am orating or otherwise performing, uh, the focus is on the is on the words I am saying, etc., and not not the performer uh, myself. Fair enough. I the, take that very seriously. And, uh, no need to explain yourself. Yeah, Barrows looks at you and he looks down, and then he looks back up at you. He goes, "Right, fair enough. That right. makes sense." Hmm. Mahen just looks at you. He's like, "Very well." He keeps walking. Not satisfied with the answer, but knowing that it's just not worth pushing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, fine. Gotcha. You walk with each other and with Barrows for uh, a couple hours, and as the sun is reaching uh, the end of its long journey, you round this rocky outcropping and see a quaint, tired town. You see Riverbed. (gasps) 
Ooh. Looks like it's been baking in the sun all day and things are starting to cool down a little bit. It's just a modal. <laughs> it's only a modal. Shh. <laughs> so you round this rocky outcropping and see the quaint, tired town of Riverbed. Clusters of shoddy, leaning shacks cling to the winding path of the dry stream bed. Larger, more respectable houses, shops, and other buildings stand on a slight rise in neat rows along a dusty promenade. On the hilltop above stands the gutted corpse of a building that looms over the town like some skeletal giant. Walls have been torn away, and many rooms look like they've been fully exposed to the elements for years. People in the town walk with purpose going about their daily lives, and a few of them look toward you and wave and shout to others, New arrivals! New arrivals! And as you approach, some folks extend friendly hands to you, though just as many keep their distance and keep walking or duck into their doorways. Barrow says, ah, well, welcome to Riverbed. That's that's the uh, commoners for you. Uh, my home's right over there near the river. Uh, and I'll be headed people, there now they? if there's nothing else you need from me. I think we've we've Thank you done, kindly. done our appropriate business says, with each other. that one there if you ever need to come in and stay by or uh, if you need a place to, you know, do your, do your uh, hiding out, I as it were. I think now I could do with a bath. A room, yes, and some food, yes. Oh, you'll find that somewhere up there on the high street. I would have to agree with you, Cash. Yeah, we got all these a breather. Yeah, a I'd like things. to find a Laura. You are looking around at this crowd of people, and you don't see her. All these folks look like they are uh, friendly yokels. Uh, they are dirty, unwashed masses. Uh, they're kind of. They're beefy. They look like a lot of laborers. Yeah. They've got, you know, scars and, and cuts and things from their business. And uh, they're they're mostly friendly. They're looking over at you, or some of them have actually come up to, like, shake your hands. Uh, none of the, you know, fear that you're used to for being a tiefling cash. Uh None of the uh, you know standoffishness that's really common in imperial settlements, and uh, it just seems like people from all walks of life. You see that they are mostly human, and there's some dwarves in there. There are some. Uh, uh, there's one or two tieflings, uh, but besides that, it's pretty much humans. What color are the tieflings? Red. Okay. And uh, they are uh, the ones who are kind of like avoiding you, and and they duck into doorways as you approach. They they don't make eye contact really. They glance over, and then those tieflings duck into one of the smaller shack houses. Are they like? Does it look like they're avoiding all of us, or specifically Cash? Uh, you can't tell okay. from the distance that you're at, but you would uh, guess that they just don't want to be involved with. New arrivals. Okay, fair enough. It could be specifically because of cash, but it could just be anybody new coming into town. But as soon as the people start shouting, new arrival, new arrivals, uh, they kind of like... Very friendly people, aren't they? Some of them. (laughs) So let's find an appropriate uh, hostelry and... Very well. All right. 
So uh, you guys look around, ask around, and you end up finding out that on the promenade there are two saloons of some repute. Ooh, I like repute. There is a town hall that doubles as jail. There is a, a general store called Nabbit's Emporium, but it's not open right now. And you'd recognize Nabbit is uh, Kit's name uh, that you guys met earlier. Oh. Uh, and then there's just surrounding it. There's there's also a, a mining company that's closed right now. Uh, there's a public storehouse. There's a couple of smaller just gambling dens that are set up. They're kind of like you know pop up casinos, little tents and things. And there's folks uh, you know walking around drunk on the streets and laughing and singing and everything. There's people lighting lamps now that the sun's going down and. Uh, a lot of the city, a lot of the lower city is starting to go to sleep, but a lot of this high street is starting to wake up. This place is a lot livelier than I expected it to be, especially for a out-of-the-way backwater town. Yeah, no I'd have to earth. agree. Well, I say we find ourselves some lodging. I agree. Another look around, and I'm trying to find like a, a saloon or a... You see... You see two saloons, and they both have got rooms built up above them. They're, they're kind of big buildings. Uh, they're on opposite ends of the high street, and they kind of like are the end caps of the high street. Interesting. Uh, one of them has got this beautifully carved tree, uh, and it's just like carved into the side of the building, and it's painted with every color of the rainbow. It's the Painted Willow Saloon. And then the other one down the street, the building is painted purple, like this deep purple that's shining. Uh, the, the paint's got some, like, sparkle in it. Interesting. Uh, and in the torchlight, it's kind of, you know, just shining out at you guys. Uh, and the sign is a crescent moon, and it says Noonshade. Ah, uh, yes, that's the one that uh, I Barrow's suppose mentioned. we should go to Nudeshade. It was recommended. <coughs> now, would there be any benefit to some of us staying in one and some of us staying in the other? I'm just thinking I, three high-profile guys, two of which look kind of unusual, one of which looks kind of mysterious. That's me. Uh, <laughs> staying all in the same place might attract some unwanted attention. That's all you I'm thinking. You say we should split up? I think we have stand a better chance together. <coughs> Everybody roll <won't>. perception. <coughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. Ah. Uh, 21. 9. 15. All right. So you all hear a gunshot. <laughs> and uh, you kind of look around for what's going on. Uh, Schultz, you notice that in the Painted Willow Saloon's doorway... Uh, you notice this big guy just pick up for you, and he he picks up a smaller guy and he throws him out into the street, <laughs> and uh, you see that there's uh, in through the doorway as the doors kind of swing open and shut a little bit after this. Uh, those two guys that just came out are like duking it out in the middle of the promenade. Nobody's paying attention to him, really. Uh, there's a couple people, like, 
snickering and, and having fun watching them. But uh, you see through the doorway in the Painted Willow Saloon, there is like a full-on barroom brawl going oh on. Oh, my. And then uh, you see over at uh, the Noonshade Saloon, you see this woman in a purple dress that matches the outside of the saloon. She just kind of steps out onto the porch and looks down toward (laughs) the painted willow saloon and she goes and she walks back inside. (laughs) Well, clearly one of these is more uh, high society than the other. I like it. And I go towards the nightshade. Okay. I thought, I, like I thought for a second one. you were going to go for the other one. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that's like it. That, that's the one. So you're running away from the barroom brawl? No, I'm going towards the barroom brawl, right? That's where the No, that's, that's, that's the, the Willow. Willow. Oh. Yes. Yeah, we're going to the nightshade. I'm going to the nightshade. Noonshade. Noonshade. Or the noonshade. Nightshade is deadly. Noonshade is, is, is deadly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. It's purple. So you're going to noonshade saloon? Noonshade yes. for me. I guess right. noonshade yes. it is. All right. So you guys walk over toward the Noonshade Saloon, and you, uh, as you step through the doors, uh, you hear this just very light harpsichord music, and you look, and the place is pretty much empty. Uh, There are two women in these big, you know, hoop-skirted dresses, uh, and they are standing next to the stairs up to where the rooms are. Uh, you can see the little walk around the uh, the outer wall Balcony. of this bar room. And you see the bar is being tended. Uh, and you get this, as soon as you walk in, there's this overwhelming smell of patchouli. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I see that the bartender I hate patchouli. is <laughs> a goblin. Oh, gosh. Oh. And one of his ears looks like it's been, you know, uh, bitten off. The tip of his ear has been bitten off. Uh, And he's just standing on a, you know, on a step stool behind the bar cleaning glasses. And he looks up at you as you come in and he just kind of nods at you. Give him a nod back and start walking towards him. Uh, I think I should handle the negotiation process. Why? I'm the least strange looking. This is the human to a goblin. Yeah, I know. He's a goblin. So, I mean, he'll, he thinks, he'll probably think you two are scary, right? I'm going to ignore him and walk up to the goblin. As you approach, <laughs> <laughs> as you approach, goblin says, Ah, what are you drinking, stranger? Uh, nothing yet, kind sir. Uh, might we inquire about rooms for the night? He says, Oh, we got rooms for you, if that's what you're interested in. That's a, that's a, a room and a bath. A non-negatory. Yes. So you room. folks want rooms for sleeping? Yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, do people and have he, rooms for he looks reasons? over the girls and he just shakes his head and they look at you all and they go, mm. and they shrug and they walk upstairs. I, I, turn, uh, I turn and, I turn and, you know, give the, the ladies a thank you ladies, but uh, not tonight. And uh, they, they're walking upstairs. They're kind of just like, oh, well, and they, we missed our chance. they leave. Alas. Uh, and Goblin says, well, we got we got rooms for a reasonable rate if you're only interested in sleeping. Uh, let's see. Color of your coins, folks. How much do you charge for... Are we all going to get one room together or separate ones? No, the, this sort of establishment, generally there's one bed per room. Yeah. 
And I kind of need my own room. What's your rate, or sir? Oh, bed. So the goblin looks at you and he says, well, if you just want rooms for sleeping, uh, ten gold a night. And I assume you'll each want your own separate rooms. So uh, let's see the color of your coins, gentlemen. Ten, ten per night, sir. Ten per night. Uh, That's breakfast included. I reach into my purse and I slap but down be ten. be on time. And I slap down ten gold on the on the counter. Hey, squints. Don't even bat nine. Squints I'm one eye. I'm very skeptical of ten gold. I've stayed in a ten gold piece of that. Hey, well, compared to the goblin cages we were just in, I'm I'm okay with this. So for ten gold piece a night, there should be a bath in my room with hot water. And he takes Schultz's gold that's on the counter, and he hands you a golden key. I don't see what's so hard about this. He twirls the key around. <laughs> Roll to not hit yourself in the yeah. face. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'd do it. Like a performance check. And he says, you want cheap rooms? You can go down to the willow. We don't do nothing cheap here. Is there Your a bath, bath will be ready for you when you get up there. I mean, heaven then, knows you guys could survive the barbed brawl in there. I can't. Yeah. And he All takes right, your fine. ten gold. I, ta- I give him the ten gold. And he takes mm-hmm. your ten gold. And you and I will discuss how to negotiate at a later time. Look, you butter them up by conceding their demands a little bit, and then that puts them on your good side, and then you sweeten them up later. <sighs> and you've also just locked us into ten gold pieces a night for the foreseeable future. Well, just for tonight. Where are you staying tomorrow? Who says we're here tomorrow? I'm going to my room and taking a bath. <laughs> and, the, and the goblin looks at you and he's like, that's right, live today, because tomorrow y'all might die. Uh, I like the way you think. Thank you, Mr. Goblin. When he, when Do you he have says, a name, Goblin Friend? He says Mungo. Mungo? Yeah. That's a good name, Mungo. Thank you. Nice Is your last Mungo. name Jerry? That's oh, my cousin's name. <laughs> I didn't know you knew so many goblins. Oh, we've had, we have been around. And he looks at you up and down, and it's like, I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, enjoy the rooms, gentlemen. And uh, if you need anything else, and he winks, and he says, bars open 24-7. Thank you, Mungo. And I start walking up the stairs. All right. I, uh, I flip him a silver piece as I, as I walk up the stairs. All right. He grabs it. He bites it a little bit. He looks at his. He I also just need nods to and puts it in his vest. Tipping to you. You don't Look, tip until you know the tipping. We will discuss finances later. Do you realize the tipping came from people not paying their workers a fair wage? And I'm like, never mind. I'm not getting into it right now. Tipping is after the service has been performed. Men's oath is actually going to be social justice. <laughs> and I am excited. The oath of social justice. That's right. Anyways. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Pay that's your workers a livable wage or don't own a business. And then he opens his mouth and he breathes fire. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. I'll burn this business to the ground. Uh, wonderful. Anyway, so you climb the stairs up to your rooms and you see that woman in the purple dress again, Schultz. Yes. And she is standing on the balcony looking over the bar room and she just uh, makes eye contact with you. Mm-hmm. And she winks at you. I sort of give. And her. then she turns and she walks into her own room, and you hear the door uh, lock behind her. Okay. And uh, 
you guys see on your keys, it's got the little key ring that has the number for the room on it. And there's uh, only seven rooms here. So you find your room fairly easily. Man, we've already monopolized this entire saloon. <laughs> when you walk inside your room, Cash, you find a hot bath waiting for you. It's full and steaming. And there's no way that it could be unless they knew you were coming. Hmm. Mahen, you walk into your room and you see that the bed is huge. It is big enough for your frame, which you have not seen a bed sized for your bulk in a long time. See, for me, a hot bath means it's actually boiling. And, ah, tieflings. And Schultz, when you walk into your room, you see... Everything is coin-operated because you're so free with your money. (laughs) (laughs) Schultz, you walk into your room and you don't see anything strange. You see the bath is not full. The bed is not huge. It's just average room. But on your your pillow, there is a letter. Well, that's interesting. And you see that on this letter, there is a copper, shiny wax seal on the envelope. Is this what design is the seal? Does it have one? It is a coiled snake. Hmm. Well, that's different. You all tuck in for the night and lay down to get what you hope is the best night's sleep of your life to recover from the journey across the desert that you've had today and the weird encounters. Uh, I sleep with a knife under my pillow. And you lay down to sleep and have no dreams. You wake up the following morning, though, to the sounds of laughter and just raucous applause and shouting from the street below. I race out. I would. Well, do we have windows or balconies or? In case we don't want to run out of the room, you guys, yet. you guys do have windows, and what you can see, it looks like people are lining the high street, and uh, it just—it looks like something just happened, and the crowd is now kind of dispersing, like they were cheering really hard. It's like you guys missed something, hmm. so you you woke up just a little too late for whatever they're celebrating out there, uh, and as the crowd starts dispersing. Uh, your door, uh, Mehen, your door handle rattles. Who's there? And you hear Alora's voice on the other side of the door. Mehen, are you in there? Yes, Alora. You got to let me in. Quick. I'm going to roll an inside. Judge her, her intents. Because that seems odd that she found me. I mean, it's not like we kind of hid our presence. That's true. You're but saying, hey, still, you see a man with a big tail walk by recently? a little suspicious. 18. So you can tell it's Alora's voice. She sounds really worried, though. Do I have a little hole to look through? Yeah, you got a little peephole I on pe- your I looked at the peephole. Yeah, it's her. But her hair is, like, undone from the bun that she usually has it in. Okay. And uh, it's just, like... Crazy. Freezed right. out, and she like looks like she hasn't slept. I, I open the door. So she pushes her way in, and uh, she like slams it behind her. Yeah. And she says, you've got to help me. Oh, God. What happened? you got to get the boys. 
and we got to get out of here. Tell me what happened. She says, I will. I will. Next time on d <laughs> There it is. There it is. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful segue. Oh, no. That well was done. a good hook. Will the relationship you guys have built with Barrows pay off in the long run? Probably not. Will probably not. Alora's problem end up roping you into all kinds of things that you don't understand? Almost absolutely, Almost yes. Yeah. Uh, will the rooms prove to be worth ten gold per oh, night? Hell yeah! No. Hell yeah! <laughs> no. Did that hell goblin yeah. slip something into everybody's drinks that made them all go to sleep, and that's hell why I was so yeah. quiet last night? We that's will find out the answers to all of this and more next time on True. Crit. Thanks for listening to True Crit with me, Hank Hayden, your smiling DM. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Facebook page or find us on Twitter at True Crit Pod. Tweet at us, leave us messages, throw us a nice review. We love attention. And be sure to join us next week for more truly dramatic, truly outrageous True Crit. Hey.